Blessings, blessings, friends. I am so glad you found us. Welcome to another episode of Angel on the Air podcast. I am your host, Angel, your encouragement coach and founder of Destined for Greatness. We are on the sixth part of our series entitled How to Put to Death, The Fear of Death. Yes, you can finally live in peace, free of bondage of fear of death. In today's episode, I am going to lay out for you the spiritual warfare blueprint and strategy that the Lord has given us to to defeat this enemy. For the last five episodes, we talked about the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and the shield of faith. We have three more pieces of armor to discuss, but the Holy Spirit is leading me to take a pause on introducing them just yet. They are great and amazing, and you will find that they are essential in our fight against the fear of death. But I can't go any further until we lay down some more foundational truths and groundwork, which will pave the way for the last three pieces of armor. So are you with me? Great. Let's go. Now, for those of you who are just joining us, I highly recommend that you check out the first five episodes of this podcast, because we have been strategically strategically defeating the foe of fear by using military tactics. That's right. I said military tactics and they have been laid out by the pop, by the apostle Paul, which is both methodical and intentional. Now these words are very important because a lot of people in error believe that when it comes to spiritual things, we are at the mercy of say the Holy ghost winds that we somehow have to muster up these feelings on our own or pray them up or play worship music, get ourselves all hyped up or wait for the Holy Spirit to come on us and then we can start this spiritual warfare. No, to the contrary, the Apostle Paul contends that we are to be intentional in this fight and it is God the Holy Spirit who trains and empowers us for spiritual battle at any time that we need it because he dwells inside the believer. We don't have to conjure up the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Some people don't realize it, but they are, we are in a battle, whether we want to be or not. For those who have been fearful of death, you may be one of those who are running and hiding on the battlefield instead of instead of fighting back but that's changing. God inspired the Apostle Paul to instruct believers that the Holy Spirit works in and through us to to defeat our spiritual foe, especially against the spirit of fear, because fear has a way of creeping up on us when we least expect it. But it also has another tactic. See, for some of us, fear of death is a habit. It's so ingrained in us that we don't even know it's a trap of the enemy to keep us from having peace and faith. Friends, we have uncovered a treasure. This is God's blueprint for spiritual warfare, and it's listed in plain sight for us. Listen to what the Apostle Paul's military command is in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, we take unto us the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Wow. Now, it seems like a lot, but we have just been taking it one part at a time. And we're already almost halfway through. But we're getting to the crux of our lesson and our meeting and our message. And I don't want you to miss it because we're following God's blueprint. And we will defeat this foe of fear of death. If you just stay with me, you will defeat this foe of fear of death. And for those of you who have been plagued by the fear of death your whole life and have been tricked into believing that fear of death is normal and acceptable, well, this is life-changing. Because see, for the, for the true follower of Christ, Fear of death has no power whatsoever. In fact, death is a normal part of our life experience. You see, after Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, death became a curse. Before that, in the Garden of Eden, death was, death was not even in, in our vocabulary. Remember what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden? I'm going to take you back there now. When God told them that they could eat from any tree except the, the tree of knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do you remember what God told them would happen if they disobeyed him? Let's read about it in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. So the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Did you hear that? You could see here that death was a curse brought on by sin, but Jesus broke the curse when he died in our place. Now we have eternal life in Christ. Therefore, although we die physically, we will live eternally with God. Yet there's a caveat to that. And I'm about to tell you something that you may have never thought about before. So listen, without death, we will not be able to transition into our eternal and immortal state. Right? 
You see, in the garden, there was no need for Adam and Eve to transition. They already lived in paradise with God. And, they, and before sin entered, they had perfectly good, eternal, holy bodies. Think about it. God set forth laws of nature, right? We did not get here on earth illegally. We had to travel through the birth canal of a woman. Likewise, Jesus did not come illegally either through the earth. Even the King of Kings and Lord of Lords put on mortal flesh and traveled through a woman's birth canal to get here. Yet the scriptures say he always existed, even before the foundations of the world. That's basically the Christmas story. He always was, always will be, and is ever-present. The Bible says he is an ever-present of help when we need it. And isn't it interesting, I might add, to remind you that the word says that God knew us before we were even conceived in our mother's womb. Before. A lot of people miss that. That means we are eternal beings. The, the curse didn't break that. It also means, by the way, that you are no accident. I don't care what circumstances you were conceived, what your parents say or don't say. You were created on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. Now, I just had to add that because somebody needed to hear it. Thank you, Holy Spirit back to it. So just as you travel legally into the earth through a birth canal unto earthly life, you receive DNA. Physically, you had skin, muscles, tissue, organs, cells, hair, some of us, eyelashes, eyebrows, or in a brain. In order for to travel legally into our eternal destination, we also need to go through a, a canal of sorts. And, and to do that, we have to leave our physical attributes alone, behind. That's what death is. We have to leave the physical body behind. They are no use to us where we're going. You see, we're going to get a new body. We will live on a different plane where we are not subject to gravity and physiological frailties. After Jesus rose from the grave, he met up with Mary and then the disciples and then many, many, many others for 40 days before he ascended into heaven. Yet he had physically died. And when he rose, he had a physical appearance with heavenly attributes. For instance, he could walk through walls. Remember the disciples? Remember the disciples that were waiting for him in the upper room um, after he was crucified? He walked right through the wall, and when the disciples thought he was a ghost, he showed them. He ate, he walked and spoke, and in order to prove to Thomas who he was, he allowed Thomas to actually plunge his hand through the hole that was in his side, that same hole that the soldiers caused when they pierced him on the cross. Friends, we will forgo our old broken down bodies for a new one. And the only way to do that, if God doesn't return first, is through death. 
death is simply the transition from this life to the eternal one. So what are you afraid of? Why do you fear dying? Is it because you still have not affirmed where you're going after you die? You can know for sure and have confirmation of your eternal destination. So, so far in our strategic combat, we have gone through several of the weaponry Paul described in Ephesians 6. We did this by pulling out each piece of equipment and using it against the enemy. I showed you both offensive moves and defensive moves to use. We need to know about these moves in order to win a battle. Even any battle, battle, whether it's one like this, a spiritual battle, which when we go right down to it and the bottom line, um, everything is based in the spiritual realm. A military battle, for instance, let's say I'm a manager or owner of an American football team. So besides uh, hiring a coach, a head coach, if I were wise, I would also employ the wisdom and strategies from both an offensive coach and a defensive coach. And by the way, that's what 100% of the football teams in the NFL do. That is exactly what I'm doing. Each piece of weapon Paul describes is highly effective for offensive combat against the enemy. But if you don't have a plan for defense, you are basically a sitting duck for the enemy. You need to be able to protect yourself in the battle. And God has given us provision for that. Are you beginning to fit the pieces together now? On this episode, we have reaffirmed and affirmed what it means to have peace with God through Christ. We have laid battle groundwork down. Don't you see that God does not want you to live in fear anymore? He doesn't. It grieves his heart that you are still being being used by the enemy. And when I say that, I mean, it's like your mind can become his little playground and he can pull emotions out of you and play with your emotions and play with your well-being because you didn't know how to defeat him but now you're learning and things are changing like I said before our our Heavenly Father does not want us to be afraid of death so in the next few episodes I am going to dig even deeper into the concept of position and how knowing our position in Christ will eliminate the fear of death stay tuned Stay with me because we are going to work to the very end and you are going to see transformation by the grace of God. Until we meet again, blessings to you according to God's holy will. And may God's blessings keep you in peace.